Well, what up, drinkers? I'm pretty sure that's what Brian says every week, but yeah. Uh, welcome. Obviously, this is Johnny Barican instead of Brian. Uh, this is one of those weird weeks where I'm doing some of the editing, and also, this is one of the weird episodes where I'm the only one interviewing. Uh, this is a while ago, and uh, I believe a little more towards uh, November or so, but uh, Brian was sick, if I recall, and uh, and and so I did the this episode, this interview with amazing artist uh, Tyler Dial. So um, hopefully I did good enough job. Obviously, you know, me and Brian are a team. We're, we're, we're a duo. We're, we're one unit. Uh, but so without him, it's always a little empty, but, um, but there was a great conversation where I'm super excited for you guys to hear this interview. Um, this is one that we've been wanting to release for a while, but we took a break for, for the, you know, with all the interviews we've been doing, it's just been like, we are like, okay, we need to take a step back for a minute. Just kind of re recalibrate during the holidays. I'm super pumped about like, it was such a good time to just kind of like, Hone in a little bit. We are we're setting up for huge things for the year 2023. If you haven't listened to the last episode, definitely go check it out. Uh, we talk a little bit about uh, uh, some of the ideas we have, some of the things we're planning, especially some live shows. So it's going to be absolutely awesome. Um, so yeah, make sure to check that out. With that said, guys, I hope you enjoy this episode. I will say I am not as good of an editor as as Brian. So my boy, so so this is a Zoom call. My voice doesn't sound as uh, as clear as normal. Sadly, this is the thing that happens when your engineer and co-host isn't there. <laughs> but with that said, guys, I hope you enjoy this interview. It's absolutely amazing on uh, and a lot of good information and, um, get ready for year 2023. We have a lot coming and it's going to be awesome. With that said, my friends, make sure to kick back, grab yourself a drink. Cheers. All right, and welcome everybody to another episode of Music and Brews. I am your host, Johnny Varekin. And sadly, unlike normal, we don't have my co-host, Brian Michael. But, think, uh, you know, sucker got sick or whatever. It's a bunch of bullshit, probably. He's probably out partying. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but you definitely have heard him in the intro. He always does our intro, so you probably already heard him. Uh, but with that said, I am still doing the interview. I'm super excited. We have... This amazing singer-songwriter who is uh, flexing and partying down, uh, Mr. Tyler Dial. Yo. Round of applause, my friend. Hey, John. Thanks for having me, man. Dude, yes. We are pumped. Um, yeah. Uh, we were just uh, – well, uh, you know, as you might have already heard a little bit of it when we recorded, but um, yeah, dude, super excited to be on. Love your music. Super big fan. Thanks, dude. Uh, and you're looking at a beautiful sunset. Where are you at? Uh, I'm in Nashville, oh, uh, East Nashville. Oh, I, it's been a rainy day, and uh, it's a beautiful sunset. And I think I don't know what the science is behind it, but the sunsets are to me are always the most beautiful after a, a a storm or you know a cloudy day. So it's really nice right now. It's beautiful. I'm really jealous because my uh, out my window I see nothing. <laughs> it's uh, just it's just the trees outside my window. Nice. Nah. <laughs> uh, well. I'll, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm jealous. Uh, 
Well, bro, uh, let's go ahead and get started. First things first. What are you drinking, by the way, my friend? I uh, I had I went to a pool party the other day, and I picked up some spicy mango margarita seltzers. I've been into the ranch water game lately. I and... literally, dude, what I'm drinking. Really? Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> I thought I'd try it. It's it's okay. It's not. Some, I don't know if I'd buy it again, but I had it left over and uh, figured I'd pop it open uh, with you tonight. So yeah, I love it. Yeah, cheers. And drink, cheers, and I'm drinking. Uh, well, so I have a couple different beers. I, I bought the the Kroger variety pack. Um, Smart. So, yeah, so I have like the tailgate peanut butter stout. I don't know why a stout sounded really good to me today, and I was like, mm. um, mm. and then uh, ranch water and bunch of ipas and stuff so yeah i've been on the ranch water game i being from the desert and uh living in austin i feel like i got the tequila bug and uh uh now it's just kind of on brand for me so i love it (laughs) yeah (laughs) well beautiful i mean you mentioned just a minute ago about it uh go ahead excuse me uh we always like to start off with a little bit of like your background before we dive into your music uh give me a little synopsis of your life and the and your your previous music and how you got kind of got started yeah um thanks again for having me johnny this is awesome yeah. i uh a singer songwriter from arizona um for, grew up in phoenix my dad was a tour promoter and always had guitars lying around the house so i was always around live music and always wanted to always saw that you know music was a possibility um so i grew up kind of started writing songs in high school um got my first gig opening for scotty mccreary senior year okay. which he was just like we knew the promoter and it was so random and i got offered the gig and uh from that show i kind of was just in love with performing and um i all my life i knew i was gonna do this thing uh ended up getting into the university of texas and turned down a few d1 soccer scholarships because i wanted to Damn. go spend some time in the live music capital of the world and uh in austin and uh so i lived there and played sixth street every weekend and uh, you know, a lot of college parties and uh, pretty much lived in Nashville every summer, uh, interning and writing songs and just kind of getting connected here. And uh, when I graduated college, I put out an EP and moved my things to Nashville. And I've been spending, you know, the last four years uh, here working random jobs on the weekends and, um, you know, getting by and have been basically just been writing uh, for an album during the week and the album's done. We just put out some songs from it and I'm making music full time, living the dream. It's been, it's been a blast, Johnny. I love it, dude. That's freaking awesome. So wait, is your, that first EP that you're telling, was that a repaint? That was repaint. Okay. Yeah. Good. I, I uh, got to know a few producers in town when I was living here over the summers and, uh, they, we, I flew out and they, they cut a, uh, an EP on me, a few songs that I, that I didn't write and a few songs I wrote with those producers, but, um, they work a lot with Eric Church and Dang. a lot of artists in town. So I um, thought it was like such a cool, it was such a cool opportunity for me. Um, but to be honest, you can't really replace living in Nashville for four years writing and really trying to make it happen. You know, when I put that out, I was just a college kid and I've come a long way as a singer and an artist. And, uh, and I'm really pumped for this new music. Yeah, honestly, like like with, with you talking about how you were coming up every every summer, like I'm surprised you just didn't like immediately move here and just kind of rock and roll. I made a deal with my parents. I'd get a college. Ah. You know, I think it served me well. Um, going First of all, going to college in Austin, you know, I had, a, you know, a community there that was, you know, 
support me and my music, whether that be playing fraternity parties and, or, you know, all the good stuff that comes along with that. Um, so I had a community there, but also I got a marketing degree and I think that's really helped, uh, helped me along my journey and helping me kind of figure out how, how to market my music. Uh, well, seems very, very, uh, it works well. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. I, I don't haven't broken through yet. Um, I'm, you know, staring down the barrel of a TikTok. Uh, but, uh, no, man, it's been fun. It's, uh, I feel like, uh, I've got a cool, cool thing going now with this new album and, um, just trying to f come up with cool ideas to find ways to make it resonate with people. You know, it's, it's a, it's a fun challenge. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, we're yeah. going to talk about that new album here in a minute. Um, first, uh, one second, my notes, there we go. Um, dude. Yeah, that that's, that's awesome. And, and there really, as you mentioned, there's nothing like being here in terms of getting all the experience in the songwriting. Uh, <laughs> did you feel like it was a, um, how would I say, like a, a almost like a, a stamp of approval getting these producers that want to work with you, like uh, that, that these massive producers? It was. I, I mean, it was intimidating, too. I would just kind of hide in the corner while they worked and just <laughs> knock my head and, you know, it was like defer to them. Yeah. which is not a way, a good way to make art, you know? Um, you know, I didn't know a lot back then. And, you know, since then I've sang a thousand hours, thousands of hours on a demo session, you know, or a demo vocal and working on my craft. And so, um, you know, I was just, I'm very grateful for that experience. And those songs opened a lot of doors for me and got a lot of momentum and connections when I first moved to town. So that was great. But, you know, I, it took me a while and I did the Nashville speed dating game and I found people that I really connected with that, uh, also think I'm talented. And, uh, you know, I, I get to, I, I, I write with people that are better than me and help me figure out this whole deal. And, uh, Absolutely. it's been fun finding that crew. And, um, now I feel like I've got my crew and we're, you know, writing consistently and, you know, working on the next album. And, uh, it's, it's been such a blast making friends through that process yeah. too. Uh, well, I, my next question I'm, I got, but just so you know, I'm looking up because I have a monitor above me, just so you know, okay. I'm not just kind of like staring up like, Oh my God, no, no, no. I have, a, I have a monitor above me that shows it much better than my screen. So I'm like, yeah, it's easy to look up. Yeah. Um, beautiful. Uh, well then you alluded to this a minute ago and I'd love to dive in a little bit, uh, about, you know, obviously you are, you are, you're the, like you, well, all your songs, are they written by you or are they generally written, co-written or by some yeah. other? Um, I, when I first started writing songs in high school, I wrote them all by myself and they were terrible. And, uh, <laughs> I, I started coming to Nashville and, uh, you know, it's like, I want to save all my best ideas for the most talented songwriters I'm, I can work with. And so all of my songs are co-written um, with three people, usually a producer and a uh, kind of melody lyricist. And as the artist in the room, I kind of see it as, you know, my responsibility to bring in half-baked ideas and uh, sparks. You know, I, I spend a lot of time outside of the sessions just trying to grab some, some, some sparks or some ideas and capture them and not, and not flush them out too much. Cause I think that could, you know, ruin the idea or go take it in a wrong direction. So usually I'll have, you know, five to six tracks that I make, whether that be just 
you know, a, a minute of instrumentation and then I call them vibe ideas. And, uh, and then I'll also have, yeah, I know I'll also have like a list of concepts or, I, you know, kind of lyrics I've been floating around in my head. That's awesome. So yeah. with your music, I was, I was going to know, I will, I noted as listening to it. Um, and I'm kind of curious as how the bridge is gapped here uh, or how the, the gap is bridged uh, with your, your country always is very story forward and, you yeah. know, uh, but you seem to be real, like you are telling like very personal stories. It seems like they seem like they are you at least, and uh, or at the very least, uh, uh, emotional and you know personal ones. Uh, is that a lot of it? You know, obviously, you said you come in with these ideas, these uh, you know the the baseline, the skeleton, yeah. if you will. Um, are you able to just exemplify whatever your uh, your friends are writing with you, or are you uh, like, is this actually something that you're feeling and that you are that that is part of your story? That's that's such a great question. I mean, I think it's it's important. I I you know I sometimes I don't um, get too attached to whether or not it's 100 percent true, whether that be like a lyric or something, you know. And in the song "Left to Center," it says that. I quit the high school team and they called me a failure, you know, that kind of thing yeah. uh, that happened to my co-writer. And we were kind of on this, on this track of writing something that felt like me and felt like something that I believed when I sang it, but wasn't necessarily something that, that actually happened to me. I mean, the rest of that song's pretty much autobiographical and um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, um, I, I try and tell my story, but I, I don't get too hung up on the, the minor details of stuff. You know? um, but yeah, I, I think in general, whether when I know if it's a song for me or not, it's whether or not I can believe me singing it and believe, you know, when I hear it. And uh, there's a lot of songs that people have told me to cut. And sometimes I just like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't hear it. So um, yeah, that's kind of kind of my process. Yeah, uh, well, we always talk about, and I'm curious having your thoughts of this, but we always say that like a songwriter's uh, job is obviously to write and to put on paper something clever, something interesting, something that makes you want to listen. The artist's job is to be the portrayer, the one that that has to bring those, even if it's not your life, it's bringing that and believing it and, and being vibrant. What do you think? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's uh. It's it's an honor that I get to tell the stories that I write with people, and um, I just consider myself lucky that I get to work with them. Yeah, because they're all so good. <laughs> well, then that makes it a lot easier than to be able to to choose these songs because you're like they're just so good. <laughs> yeah, I love it. There's a lot of talented people in this town. It's really just uh, it's been finding the ones that I connect with on on. Not just like a song, you know, fan of music level, but I think I really do think there is like a spiritual thing happening where for some reason me and this person overlapped and we make art together, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you mentioned this earlier and uh, and obviously your crew has changed, but, you know, working with these big producers and kind of jumping into this world you, you just mentioned kind of staying in the corner and obviously that's not how you make, you know, you're not creative. You're not able to make something, you know, uh, that, that is you, uh, even if you aren't necessarily the main writer on it anymore, but, or as much as you used to be, 
How are you, were you able to kind of as, like jump in and, and establish yourself as the person that is the artist and that it's your song and so on and so forth? How are you able to kind of work with your producers that way? Yeah, I mean, late, I mean, lately, I, I think it is a confidence thing. Um, you know, when I first came to town and did that, did those sessions with those producers, you know, I didn't really know. I, I didn't have the the time, like I said, the time spent in the studios to really be confident and know what I what I want. But I think as the artist, it is my my responsibility in the sessions to to speak up and um, you know to be confident in those decisions. Or you know, I like that line, or I you know I don't like the direction this is going. And uh, whether you know, even being like if for left to center, for example, we were halfway through writing their song, and I just was just like, guys, I don't love this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd love to like finish. You know, it's still one o'clock. We could pump something out, and we we pivoted and Wait, one o'clock, one p.m. or one a.m. One p.m. So, okay, yeah, we're. <laughs> I was gonna be like, holy shit, you work crazy hours. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm down to write as much with. I'm down to write as much as possible, and sometimes I'll work and until midnight, but that's usually kind of on my own time, coming up with those sparks. So, yeah. um. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I I honestly love that because it's that that we that, again another discussion that we have a lot is the the that that trying to connect with a producer as an artist and a songwriter how like because you know it's three different completely different mentalities and a state of beings a state of of how the song works. So that's mm -hmm. what's interesting to hear, you know. Um, yeah, everyone has a different process too, and in, um, yeah. in general, you know, it's like in this nashville world everyone's on their own path and has their different process and you know you could compare and you know try and take ideas from other people but i think in general it's best to just do what works for you and what you found success with you know absolutely yeah, yeah. i love it well dude, let's go ahead and dive in a little more into your music so i'd like Please. to just kind of start off with give me a little bit about the uh i would say that process but kind of the uh like 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 the whole repaint era and how you've developed up to uh, your newest release, which is uh, way, way back when. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So when I first moved to Nashville, I, you know, I had repaint out and um, we were, we were pushing that and uh, was really, like I said, I was looking for the crew, you know, that would, I would write my, you know, all my favorite songs with and um, basically have just kind of like, you know, I wrote songs for the first two years and didn't have like a direction or a concept or, you know, what, who am I or like a, a North Star, you know, sonically. I, I always knew that I wanted to be different and be fresh and, you know, kind of fill a void that was missing in this genre. Yeah. Um, all my favorite artists do that or have done that, like Casey Musgraves and the Brothers Osborne and oh, yeah. um, wanted to, you know, Sam Hunt um and when you come first come to town there's a lot of, it's a lot of pressure to you know do what works and what's familiar uh so the first couple of years i kind of did that um and then, then the last few i've just feel like i've nailed this sound and um uh we haven't really announced it I, i'm not too precious about it but the the title of the album is going to be called electric west Ooh. and you know growing up in in the southwest and being from there, I wanted something that, you know, kind of rep would represent uh, who I was and the 
you know, energy that my music had. And when I came up with this title for the album, I wrote a song called Electric West and uh, that's going to kick it off. And um, so that kind of became like a North Star as I came into all these sessions the last few years and was like, this is the title of the album. I think that kind of, that title kind of can help figure out sonically what and visually what it's going to be. And um, so that's kind of what I've been chasing down the last couple of years. And uh, just because the album's done, I still kind of um, see that as my North Star and as the type of music that I want to make. Absolutely. So if you've had it done for a couple of years now, or, or not done, but you've had it, been working on it for a couple of years, excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, this release then of of uh, way back when, um, when, like timeline-wise, were you still doing both kind of simultaneously and kind of released this one that had more of a, I wouldn't say generic, but had a very traditional country sound, whereas this thing is a little more in, like unique. Yeah, I mean, way back when to me, um, as I was kind of th thinking, thinking, and when I first got to town, who am I? What do I have to say? You know, what makes me different than all the other people that are here? And I kind of figured out that it's where I'm from and the experiences I've had being from Arizona. There's not a lot of Arizonans out here. And, um, it's true. You know, kind of, <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I also, you know, wanted people to see me evolve as an artist. So I kind of picked the songs that, um, I've been sitting on for a long time. So all of those songs are two to three years old. And, um, the rest of the album kind of songs I wrote the last couple last year or two. Um, and so I wanted to see, I wanted people to see me evolve as an artist and as a songwriter. And they are also kind of, um, like I said, some of the songs that are about where I'm from and, uh, it just kind of happened naturally. Uh, those are a lot of those songs open to like a lot of doors for me behind the scenes and help me get, you know, my management team and my label deal and, um, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, like damn denver was one of the first songs that i wrote when i first not the first song i wrote um yeah. one of the first songs i wrote with this crew of collaborators that um you know it was the first time i wrote with my producer andy yeah. and a lot first time i wrote with melissa fuller who um wrote a lot of songs on the album probably like a third or half of the songs with me so <laughs> um a lot of these songs opened doors for me and so we always were gonna put those out and then uh the rest of the album kind of just wrote those after so absolutely well that's that's cool then i mean that's gotta be well you already had the written but having to well releasing these before your what you consider to be your sound does it does it feel like a I, how do i put this like uh is it just a precursor or do you feel like it was just something that really needed to come out or do you feel yeah. like yeah you're like they're, they're here let's release them that's a that's such a great question. Um, I you know I actually right before the pandemic happened, um, kind of spent all my savings to record a batch of songs, and we recorded okay. probably five or six, and I used those to um, get my management deal with Makewake. I kind of pitched those songs. Um, a few of those songs did not make the album, gotcha. and so as we were, you know, getting ready to go and record that rest of the album we had this batch of like probably like eight or nine songs that we had spent money on recording and you know i had to be like i don't think some of these are good enough and i you know a song like 
you know, way back when or damn Denver felt, you know, kind of electric and Western to me. And so I thought they, they made sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's freaking cool. No, oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, I have, I have like, like just churning everything. And so it always takes me a minute. That's why Brian is always useful here. Cause he usually comes in here and I'm just, because I churn all the information. <laughs> good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Yin and yang. Yeah. yeah. We have, yin and yang is probably better. We're like good yeah. cop, good cop, uh, or insane cop. <laughs> wild cop kind of a thing going yeah <laughs> i love it um beautiful so uh one of my favorite questions i love to ask and i will i will be very upfront and I, I ask this of everybody but it's one of my favorites because everybody has their own unique answer because you yeah. have your own unique music um <clears throat> i'm particularly interested because you co-write so much and and kind of are involved but so many people are involved in it uh what song in your repertoire do you feel like just really embodies you and who you feel or you feel like is really special? And like, if you were like, man, listen to Tyler dial this song, this is the song to listen because of me. And this is it. Yeah, that's tough. Um, <laughs> that is hard. I feel like it's, I, I don't know. I have, I have so many songs now that I just love and I'm so excited about. And I mean, and maybe in terms of the ones that are out, yeah. um, yeah, the ones that are out is probably. <laughs> you know, lately it's been left to center just because I do feel like, you know, that it's a great song. It kind of sums me up uh, in three minutes and like what my values are, you know, whether that'd be like the pot smoking or, you know, or just like how silly and dumb I can be sometimes. Or, uh, you know, I listen to like eclectic indie music and, uh, and it, I think it kind of just goes back to that narrative I kind of have been talking about of like trying to figure out who I was. And, you know, it's like when you first moved to Nashville, it's so easy to write like love songs or party songs or breakup songs or dirt road or whatever, you know, and, Pick up uh, truck and yep. yeah, I mean, to this was the first song that I wrote that like, you know, I was like, this is who I am. And uh, those are really hard to, really really tough to pull out of you so um that was one that i was i'm really proud of and really excited about and um you know it was the first time i kind of sang about uh smoking in a song you know or you know stuff so uh i wouldn't say like it took a lot of courage but you know it definitely like was was different for me um gotta be open about it you know I don't know if my grandmother loves that. Love that <laughs> but then it also, like, um, there's a song way back when that we op- we're going to pretty much open every show with. And yeah. that's one that I really wish that we had when we were playing the, co- the college gigs because I feel like that would have gone over real well. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, the last four years, I've just been so focused on writing and trying to get great songs that um, I've kind of had to... Um, put away the uh the live show put the live show gigs you know to the side because just you know that just wasn't a priority so now that we have this record and this music out i'm really excited to get it out in front of people i literally was just that was literally gonna be the next thing i was gonna ask actually so it's pretty funny that you mentioned on your on your notes here what i love it that's great (laughs) yeah so so then you did you were talking about a little college college tour but now uh, first up, when does this E album actually drop? Uh, probably next year. Um, okay. we have some 
stuff in the works and you know it's like i got to keep promoting the songs that we just put out because yeah, only all amount of people have heard them you know and it, um i want to give each song its its own life and to go as far as they want you know so um but probably next year I, I, i'm just gonna keep teasing shit on on youtube or on tiktok and stuff so absolutely well yeah. actually before we get to the live stuff i kind of like going through um so we always talk about the fact that we we live in a singles culture uh singles as in like single yeah. race, you know uh but you seem to be drawn i mean i see four singles in terms of like just releases or five and then you you have a ep another ep about to release an album mm -hmm. um, what's drawing you to that when the culture kind of swaying the other way oh man all my favorite artists ever made concept albums yeah. uh you know got on my wall i've got eric church and casey musgraves and kings of leon and tom petty and yeah. you know all those guys made albums yeah. and b-sides and and there was an arc and you know they're telling a story with it and um i've just always gravitated to towards the art of making a record and um i think there's a way to do both and put some singles out and save some b-sides or save some songs for the diehard fans once the album comes out you know and um but yeah i i just like love to think about it in terms of a record um it's just so fun to me interesting i love that it, yeah it's just I, oh, like it, it, it it's a chapter of yeah. my life and uh it's something that i can like bookend you know and say it starts this chapter starts here with this song and it ends here at this one and then i can put it to the side and then it's almost like then after that album is kind of done i can almost like shed the skin and see what the next album's gonna be or yeah. what the next narrative is and um i think I, I feel like if i was just putting singles out i could i i would almost like stay the same or you know if that made yeah. sense, i don't know if it makes sense but um i kind of see it as like a different chapter and the next album is going to be something completely different and uh you know have the different you know i make all the mint poop, uh mood boards and pinterests and i do all <laughs> things. uh i don't know it's fun for me to kind of with every album i just kind of want to build this little world uh visually and sonically see you're you're so interesting with that because a lot of people say and like talk about the same thing like they're like we i want to make an album that is like me and i wanted to encapsulate it be a story but a lot of people can't actually get it get it uh which is really interesting like they're like i just i release songs and then these songs just don't fit together i just don't know blah blah, blah. it makes sense no i mean i feel that way sometimes you know we left out some good songs just because it didn't make sense and i think all you know the best songs will make it and you'll find a way oh, to fit them in yeah absolutely so, I think it, it's, I'm kind of like a concept album guy, but at the same time, like I am just putting my favorite songs on there, you know, um, but <laughs> I, I, that I don't want it all to be love songs or all to be party beer drinking songs or whatever, you know, I'm trying to, trying to have a little bit of everything in there. Absolutely. You got to have a little bit of both. I mean, and that's what makes also one, one, you never know what's going to hit home with everybody that's listening, but also mm -hmm. going back in, in a live show, I think it's just uh, that wave that getting uh, that back and forth yin and yang of, of, uh, of intensity always is helpful. Um, You're so, right. It is. Go ahead. 
Uh, no, I, I think with a live show, it's, it's kind of the similar thing, like sequencing an album and sequencing a show. You, you're kind of trying to take people on a journey and surprise them and, and, you know, but also not, you know, shake them up too much and, and change it too much. So, yeah. 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 Keep them consistent. Um, do you have any plans for, for, for the live, uh, obviously with the new album, but you, again, you just released the CP recently. So, um, so is there any live shows? Is it just Nashville? Are you planning a tour? What do what, what are the uh, plans here yeah. for it's Mr. An, it's Dial? been an interesting spot, Johnny. It's like, uh, the last, like I said, the last four years, I haven't been playing shows just, and haven't Pandemic. been really, haven't been releasing music because I didn't want to put it out without a great team and a great plan. Yeah. And so now it's like we're restarting this whole artist project. And so yeah. I just signed with a book with William Morris um, to book shows for me. And now they now that the EP has been out a month, they have, you know, the ammo to go get me shows and the, you know, the, the, the data to, you know, what cities are we crushing it in and stuff like that. And so we're playing stuff for the fall. Hopefully we'll be out sooner rather than later. Um, I'm playing a show at FSU in September, which will be oh, cool. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to play some hometown gigs, uh, you know, around the holidays and everyone's home. So right now it's just kind of, um, you know, taking them as they come. And I've got like some random charity gigs I've booked and stuff like that. Um, but, I, you know, other than that, I'm just writing for album two and, and trying to promote the songs on TikTok and, uh, you know, planning content for the rest of the album which i'm really excited about um because i feel like i kind of am relearning how to market music these days tiktok and the short form content and it's just so different than it was like four even four years ago so um it was a good learning curve with this dp figuring out what people what kind of content people want from me um and uh so i think we kind of figured out what worked and what didn't and we're gonna do better on the next round so absolutely uh so um no i love that i mean uh, yeah and once you start rolling i mean i'm sure your live shows are gonna be insane so i i'm excited to go see it myself uh oh oh it's great i i really feel like i got my ten thousand hours you know entertaining and trying to figure out how to you know have that stage presence and i feel like i still have that from those days and i'm excited to kind of marry that with <laughs> the music i've been absolutely oh so so i were so hold on one second just checking the time yeah we're, we're a little close to being done but i wanted to jump That's in all. on this because you brought up tiktok and um so lately so we we back in the past we've always interviewed a lot of country people and every single country artist is always like fuck all of this, you know, whatever. But we've been interviewing a lot of pop artists lately and they're all about the social media. <laughs> so it's really interesting to see like the hard difference in culture and the music genre. But you yeah. clearly seem to be very active on it. I, again, I'm not huge on TikTok, uh, so I have not seen it, sorry. Um, but okay. tell me a little bit about, about jumping into that world, especially as a country artist and the, the fan base created from that. I, I... Well, every meeting I have, I think I end up complaining about it. So I am on. <laughs> I, at the end of the day, all I want to do is write great songs, yep. record great songs, perform great songs, and like, you know, shoot cool music videos and content for those. Yeah. You know, I love 
I love doing podcasts and I love talking about my music and I think all that stuff's so fun. But uh this TikTok thing's hard to figure out. Um it's you know it wasn't what I signed up for, but I, I if I want to make it, you know, it's something that I have to figure out. Yeah. And uh so I'm actively trying to figure it out. Um I think like two weeks ago, I was at a thousand followers and today I'm at 1700 followers. So Damn. it's been working. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm just trying to, trying to figure out what people want. It's just, uh, I don't really use it as a consumer, you know, to be honest with you, I, yeah. I like to read and I like to make things and I don't spend a lot of time on my phone. And, uh, so that's, what's hard for me. Um, so I kind of have to force myself to use it yeah. to figure out what's going on on there. Um, it, it's just a means to get more, more eyes and ears to the songs that I've been working so hard on. And, uh, I think my challenge is finding a happy medium of perfection, which I can do when I go into the studio and I, and I spend a lot of money and, time and dedication to make a produce a song versus like a bedroom recording which is pitchy and you know not great video right i don't look great or whatever and it's trying to find like the middle of like still making it an extension of my art um, i mean at the end of the day they art. want real so yeah doing something like that is you know the most real it gets <laughs> Uh, I think we, as we were doing this, I, I saw a notification that my uncle commented on my TikTok. So I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I, I'm a, I, I'm pretty precious with my, with my, with my music and with my art. And I think that's probably, probably comes from an, a level of insecurity, you know? Um, so I, it's, you know, it's a challenge. Uh, I'm just trying to find ways to have fun with it. Yeah, you have to. And um, honestly, you're you're preaching to the choir when it comes to not being good at it, or at the very least, not wanting to use it. I am terrible. But uh, yeah, one thing we're learning is like, oh, shit, we got to do this thing if we want to actually do anything with what we love doing, which for us is talking about music. We love hearing. Oh, about... I could talk about music all day. Oh, and yeah. that's people like to hear me talk. <laughs> all my best i guess it is tiktok but all my best content is like doing podcast interviews and stuff so love it oh pretty weird love it. um oh i love it all right man honestly i think we're we're about to wrap up i have one last question and then we'll go yeah. through plugs and make sure we talk about all the things um so this is in honor of brian because brian this is his question he loves to ask it um Great. so the last question of the evening Give us a good drinking story, my friend. All right. You ready? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever told the story. Uh, yes, I love in it. In public. My 21st birthday. Uh -huh. uh, I had a date night, a sorority date night. And I showed up drunk, buzzing to the pregame. I wouldn't say I was drunk yet. I uh, woke up to the with my no, no, no. Okay. That, I'm just, I'm doing a flashback. So. Oh, okay. okay. You're, you're Tarantinoing it. Had, had a night, woke up, didn't remember a thing. I had my shoes on or my boots were still on, my clothes and everything. And I had like 20 missed calls from my parents. And I, so I, I'm just laying there 
and I roll over and again, they called me again and I'm like, hello. And they're like, Oh, thank God you're okay. <laughs> and, uh, basically they're like, you're alive. Oh my God. Basically. Um, I went to this, I, I pieced it together through friends and talking to people over the night. I, I, we went and had sake bombs before the pregame to celebrate. It was my 21st birthday with the boys. Sake so had bombs. a little, got a little buzz on sake bombs. Yep. We show up to this pregame and there was a pregame before the pregame. Yep. So gir- at this girl's place, you know, she was a year older, older, older woman, you know, I was a little, little nervous, uh, having drinks. Then we go to the official sorority pregame. We went downtown by this time I was already very drunk, which I feel bad because I was a little, you know, it was kind of disrespectful to the girl who brought me to the date. Uh, but I think I got kicked out of the party because uh, uh, I heard I got kicked out because yeah. I was probably too drunk. And wandering around 6th Street in Austin, I walked by this bar where I knew the bartenders and the and the owners. And they were like, Tyler, happy birthday. Come on in. Let's do some shots. Which was just like, how could you do that? I know. <laughs> I know. I think I, I think. And then a, a cop ended up scooping me up that night because I was walking around by myself and. He saw it was my 21st birthday, so he cut me some slack and called my emergency contacts, which were my parents, and his, uh, they helped me get a taxi. He helped me get a taxi to home, and uh, that was kind of the, the whole that's story. that's why they were freaking out, because they got a call from a cop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were FaceTiming me, and I didn't really know where I was. I, and I was sitting right outside my apartment, so I had to call my friends to have him come get me, and it was just like... <laughs> Oh my god! Can't believe I just told that story uh, in public. I mean, I'm not ashamed of it. I think everyone has that that type Everybody's of story. One so, of yep. um, yeah. So uh, uh, it was a learning experience. And uh, if that my date is listening all the way so through sorry. this podcast, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Oh man, dude, that that was perfect. That was awesome. Thank you for that. Great. Yeah. You heard it here first, my friends. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, thanks, Johnny. Thanks for having me, dude. It's, yeah. uh, it's such a pleasure, man. And, uh, thanks for supporting me and my music. And uh, and I enjoyed having a drink with you tonight. Appreciate it, dude. You're awesome. Yeah. And, and a conversation and a drink is, is always my favorite thing. Whether we're being recorded or not, that's what I usually do. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, well, naturally, we got to do them plugs. Tell me a little bit about, about uh, or tell the public where they can find you, what's coming up. Yeah. I mean, you spoke a little bit about what's coming up, but go ahead and hit it. Uh, hit me up on the talk, you guys. Uh, growing talk. that. I mean, I, I, Instagram is really where I thrive. Uh, I post film pictures and I'm very into, uh, you know, 35 millimeter film and uh, try and keep it retro on the Insta um, while pandering on the talk. (laughs) So you get you get if you want if you want everything, go to the TikTok. If you want cool and less hip uh, Instagram at Tyler Dial. At Tyler Dial, simple. Yes, sir. I love it. Awesome, my friend. Well, I appreciate you so much. Appreciate you being on. Like I said, a huge fan. So you're going to be killing it. We're excited to see where you're going to go because you're going to be blowing up here soon. I love it. Thanks, dude. Appreciate you, brother.
All right, my friend. Well, you have a phenomenal evening, and uh, we'll be reaching out when this is about to come out. It should be about, eh, it's about three or four weeks. I'm not sure. I got to cool. make sure. Sounds good. Yeah. Let me know what I can, I can share. Absolutely. I love it. All cool, right. Dude. Appreciate it, my friend. All right. Have a good night. Thanks, bro.